is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. On the show today, you'll find out where book publishing is going and how to take advantage of it. How to identify and avoid publishing predators. What opportunities are emerging as the book trade evolves in new forms. How to avoid losing money and much, much more. Join us now as a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take the author to the next, next level of publishing. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd. And now, here's your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Well, with me back, and then too long ago that we we had Victoria Sutherland, who is the brains, the visionary uh, behind one of the single best publications that every author, I don't care if you're traditional or independent, should be reading um, when they come out multiple times a year. And she's going to be talking about them because there's all kinds of goodies tied in with Forward Magazine. So with me is Victoria Sutherland. She is, she's got a huge resume from dealing with, you know, kids books, being an agent, um, involved with the Champagne World Rights Agency. I think we need to find out about that one. But she knows publishing. She has her pulse on what's going on in the independent world, which is something that we all should be tuned into. The latest book study group show that between self-publishing and independent publishing, we are producing more books than traditional publishers. And I think Victoria probably will take that and run with it. But she's been in the business for over 20 years. So I think the, the first thing I'm going to say, welcome back to Author You, You Guide to Book Publishing, Victoria. Thank you so much. I'm thrilled that you uh, asked me back again. Oh, I, you know, I'd like to have you back on a regular basis, frankly, <laughs> so we can... Because you really are out there. You know what's going on. You see the quality um, and the types of books that are coming in. Um, I, I know when I had uh, Michael Larson on the show and just recently, and Mike said that the quality of the, uh, the independent market is so stunning and what it was just a few years ago. Are you seeing that in a trend with the quality of the books and the looks of them? We definitely are. I mean, the transformation in the time that I started the magazine in 1998 to now is phenomenal. But of course, you know, a lot of that has to do with the technology and also the uh, fact that self-publishers and independent presses are more of a part of the of the landscape uh, than they were before. It was a bit frowned upon when we started the magazine uh, 21 years ago, but now self-publishers and independent presses and and um, uh, mixed uh, um, uh, publishing ventures are are now part of the main. You know, they're part of the mainstream basically. And mm-hmm. I'd like to say that Forward had had something to do with that I don't uh, like because yourself. we were. I'm sorry. I said I think so. I'm just agreeing with you. <laughs> okay. Well, at the time, um, independent presses were not reviewed very often. And and the, uh, Forward is a trade magazine. And, and I thought maybe I would explain to your uh, listeners that the, the difference between a trade magazine and 
traditional media are that um, we we focus on on serving a readership of librarians and booksellers or agents or other people related to the publishing trade and consumer media or the other media that your authors might be um, dealing with after the book is published is the local newspaper and the people magazines and time and and things like that. The, the reason you want to alert librarians and booksellers in advance of your publication date about your book coming out is because they shop early. So at the moment, they're looking at um, early summer and fall titles coming out. And they depend on trade magazines like Forward and Publishers Weekly and Library Journal and such to give them information about great new books coming out. Now, 21 years ago, not very many of the larger trade journals were covering independent presses and definitely not any consumer magazines. Um, and mostly it was because there wasn't an opportunity to, to uh, confirm distribution. I mean, you don't want to have um, information provided to a librarian and they get excited about the book and then they go to order the book and it's not available anywhere. So now that books from self-published authors are, are more commonly available um, in distribution channels uh, and also not opposed to being bought through Amazon.com, uh, it's easier for, for librarians and booksellers to purchase those books. Mm -hmm. let, let me just jump to the, to the question. So I, I think for everyone, you're hearing the why. Libraries are huge buyers of books. Huge, huge buyers of books. And um, you should be all going toward them. And but they and Victoria has said that you need a distribution channel. Do you want to kiss on that a little bit first, and then we'll get into your process? But um, what is considered a distribution channel? Because most authors, Victoria, think as long as my book's on Amazon, that's all they need. Uh, it is all you need if you if you want to limit your sales um, opportunities, but. If you have, if you, if you hit, I, I mean, the, the question is complicated and I'm, I get all excited about um, the answer. So uh, pardon my, um, <laughs> well, we'll let you I, answer it. <laughs> the, I always recommend that self-published authors uh, connect with somebody who can do print on demand books for them. Ingram Spark and uh, Create Space and some of uh, Book Baby and, and Smashwords, a lot of providers will automatically give you access to Amazon.com with, with the process. That way you have, uh, and you know, I think that most self-published authors are probably doing print on demand only, not having a thousand copies of their books in, in the garage um, necessarily like they were 20 years ago. But uh, if you are able to work with somebody like Ingram Spark or Bookmasters, for instance, or even Bowker now is doing um, helping, assisting with uh, self-published authors, you automatically get into their ordering systems. And I can't say enough about that because, again, like I said, with a librarian, if they read about your book or hear about your book or see you at a trade show and mark your ISBN down and go back to order their book and it's a it's not there. They're, they have so many options. They're looking for a reason not to choose your book. So don't give them a reason to not choose their book by it not being available anywhere. Mm -hmm. And like you said, librarians are really important and they're some of our favorite 
subscribers, even though we do, of course, have booksellers and independent booksellers who receive our magazine, uh, librarians don't return books. So if they purchase your title, and usually in multiples and sometimes hundreds of copies, you can be assured that there's not going to be a return of that title. And, and unfortunately, that's not necessarily true with a bookstore. So that's why we are very keen to make sure that librarians are aware of great books coming from independent presses. Well, I think that um, uh, you, you've got to have a, a distributor where a, books, a bookstore can get it from. And bookstores are not enamored to order from Amazon. I think everyone needs to understand that. And for sure. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And that the buzz is that Ingram is going to buy Baker and Taylor. I'm sure you've heard that. And that mm-hmm. if, if that comes together, there's two giant, you got two giants now uh, together. And Ingram, bookstores trust Ingram. They trust Ingram and librarians know it. So if you're looking to get a printed copy of your book, then um, I, we recommend to all our clients, Victoria, that they set up an account with Ingram. So you, you open that channel right away. Great. Right. So that's important. Okay. So you, I'm going to give you, we've got about three minutes for our first break. So let's, let's kind of kiss on maybe um, a little bit of the process that the, going into, because I'm, I'm a huge believer in getting reviews, but is it still with the more traditional? I think that you are put into that more traditional side of uh, putting up a, for a review for your book that they want to see it three to four months before it's officially published. Is that still hold That's true? Right. We, it does. We want to make sure that our uh, reviewers have time to actually read the book and read it thoroughly and not because we have long form reviews in Forward Magazine, we depend on the reviewers reading the whole book in order to give us a, a proper length uh, critique. Um, and why it's important also to, to get reviews from traditional trade sources like us is that we license our reviews to the places where uh, buyers are shopping. And that is Baker and Taylor's um, Title Source 3 and Ingram's iPage and Bowker's Books and Print. Librarians and bookstores go to those databases, especially librarians, call up a genre, whatever uh, books appear um, underneath the search uh, are going to be uh, the books that are reviewed first. Mm -hmm. And so if you have a book review from any of these sources, your book is at the top of the list and they're more likely to choose a book that has a review from a curated source like I've discussed than than that one at all. And, and I think that's really important. So uh, let me um, let me probe on this just a sec before we take a break here. That if your book, um, and, and of course we're talking 219 as we, we are on the show right now. It's 219 and let's say you're, you're going to go ahead and go to print. Um, and you, you will have some printed back. But let's see. Let's, let's just say, let's pretend we're March 1st. Let's pretend. And let's say we'll have printed books back in April. Would it be okay if uh, an author goes ahead and has some books available for sale, but it doesn't do an official launch or a publication until, let's say, June or July? Or does it have to be not available on the market to be considered not published? I can't speak for everybody, Judith, but for us, 
it doesn't matter. However, I will tell you that we are already selecting books for our July, August issue. So we need books that are going to be pubbed July 1st or after, and we take manuscripts. So you don't have to wait for an ARC or a, we'll take you, an ebook submitted to us. We're, we really want you to get that to us in time. Okay, hold on, we'll come back to that because I have more questions. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Is there a book in you? Or another? Author You shows you how to create, develop, and publish your book without being hoodwinked. If you already have a book out, you will find a supportive and brainstorming community that is connected and creative no matter where you live. Author You brings in national experts for its book camps and annual Author You Extravaganza. It has regular meetings and delivers webinars for its members on timely topics. Through Author You's extensive network, Members enjoy exclusive benefits, including significant discounts for a variety of services necessary to publishing. Author Use, the premier authoring resource in the country, creating community, education, guidance, vision, and success for the serious author. If you want to create a book that has pizzazz, punch, and panache, Author You is for you. Timely author and publishing tips and articles are posted on its social media platforms. And it is free. Discover Author You, where authors go to become seriously successful. Join Author You today at authoru.org. First impressions are everything in the world of book publishing. Whether your book is an ebook, a print version, or both, your book cover needs to pop, sizzle, and sparkle to immediately capture the attention of your audience. And your book's interior needs to be just as dynamic and reflect the professionalism your readers demand. Nick Selinger of NZ Graphics has won numerous national and international book awards for his cover designs and interior layouts. With over 20 years of experience in graphic design, he knows what it takes to create award-winning books and the many promotional pieces that authors need, such as posters, banners, postcards, one-sheets, business cards, logos, and more. Visit ncgraphics.com and see what authors and publishers have to say about their award-winning books and how NZ Graphics can make your book the success it was meant to be. That's nzgraphics.com. Are you confused about publishing options? Do you know which printing option is best for your book? Does your stomach flip when you think about selling books? Or do you feel overwhelmed with what to do about book marketing and publicity? Get the answers and much more. Get them and from someone who knows publishing inside and out from both the traditional and independent sides how to make a successful book. You can't do it alone without paying the price. You can spend your money creating a book that turns out to be so-so. Or you can create a book that looks and feels classy, builds your brand and platform, and is a success, a bestseller. It is your choice. 
you choose. If you want author and publishing success, you want Judith Bryles as your book coach. Sign up for her weekly blogs and easing at thebookshepherd.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. With me today is Victoria Sutherland. She has uh, been around publishing for a long, long time. She created Forward Magazine over 20 years ago. She teaches for both the Yale and Stanford publishing courses. Um, and she acts as a foreign agent at times. And, um, and, and her most recent, I guess, badge is she is now a dual citizen of Italy. I, I, what's that all about? I didn't know you were Italian, Victoria. <laughs> I am Italian. And I just want to correct you real quick. I've only been a student at Yale and Stanford. And I, for, for your listeners, I just, that the point, that why I make that point is because I continue to attend those workshops that are one to two weeks a year uh, at prestigious uh, universities because I, I, everybody needs to be curious and keep growing their business and, and I need to I need to do the same. So you know what um, I want to thank you. Yeah, thank you for saying that because that I you know when I do um, conferences, um, I try not to be running around like a chicken with my head cut off when I coordinate them. I want to sit in. You know, if I care enough about the people I bring in as faculty, I can learn, too. I can learn, too. Right. And I think that we always can't, have a lookout for that. I, I agree. And I, I can't tell you the, the, net, the product of the networking that's happened over the years has really helped to build forwards business as well and in strange and unique ways. In fact, I. I took a Seth Godin marketing class about three years ago, um, and I still have an international cohort that I meet with once a week, uh, 6 p.m. London time and, and 1 p.m. my time, and it's, it's been so productive for, and valuable for my business. Um, so anyway, segue, but uh, an important one, I think, that continuing education is really important uh, for for authors and publishers, and, and there's a lot of opportunities out there, especially courses like yours. Well, you know, I'm a fan of Seth Golden. I read his blog every morning. I, I can't tell you how many ideas, his few lines. What I love about Seth is in sometimes his whole blog is 25 words. But um, yeah. the, the first, isn't he impressive? I'm obsessed with him every day. Something he, you know, he, he produces. Yeah, me too. He just ships something every day. Yeah, and and you know, I think for all of you listening in, you're gonna. I can hear. I can just hear it. Oh, it's the overwhelm. The overwhelm is coming. The glaze in the eyes. We all have a new idea every day. We all we all do, and you act on them. One of the things that Golden's uh, blog has done, it, it has goosed so many of my own blogs, where I see one line and I just run with it, and that's right. What, on. I'm, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. What Victoria's talking about, you just, you, you just, you, number one, you need to be open for those possibilities because they're there. There's so much information in front of us. I know it's an overload, but 
you can filter and we can all filter. But anyway, um, that Victoria is really uh, at the, at the not only she is the top of her game, but she is really the top of the publishing gurus that I think of out here. And she really travels extensively and knows what's going on both domestically and globally. And that's a huge, huge plus. So um, number one, I'm going to tell all of you that you need to make sure you subscribe to Forward Magazine because it'll become a lifeline for you, especially connecting with what's going on, um, what, what, what librarians are seeing. Because if you're in the magazine, <laughs> they're seeing you. So with that said, let's come back to um, uh, the, your process, Victoria, for Forward Magazine. I know that, right. you, just, you know, the aha I just heard was that you take the finished manuscript so it doesn't have to be a bound galley or an arc. That's correct. And I mean, our goal is to make it as easy as possible. We understand, especially, that a lot of self-publishers are finding out about us after they've published their book. Yeah. Yeah. And there's some other opportunities for editorial coverage in the magazine if that happens. But if, you, if you're, if you're uh, hunting for a review, um, I know I can speak for the other review publications out there. We're looking for reasons to turn your book away because we're so overwhelmed with the submissions. And so it's important that you uh, don't send a mass blast of mails with your book out. You should look at the submission guidelines for every publication you're sending it to. Find out who the managing editor or the review editor is. Make sure it's addressed to them. Make sure you include a sell sheet or slash tip sheet, which is a one-page uh, summary, uh, including the metadata, the publication date, the ISBN number, the pages, the author, the cover in four color, um, some information about why it's relevant and why we should review it. And they can, they use, if they do end up choosing the book for review, that sheet of paper goes through a number of uh, avenues. Um, so it's, it's very valuable. Uh, what else do we look for? We want to make sure. And Victoria, let me just say this. And um, since you've already talked about the submission guidelines, why don't you tell the listeners where they go on your website to find out? who the name of the editor they submit to and all that. On our website, there is a button on the left hand, on the left hand side that says, get your book reviewed. And um, so Michelle Shingler is the name of our managing editor and the submission guidelines are another PDF that um, is showing a link at forwardreviews.com. Mm -hmm. Great. All right. So um, you all have it. So it's forwardreviews.com. Real easy. <laughs> okay. Spell it like the foreword of a book and make sure the foreword of your book is spelled correctly because that's the number one reason we might toss it. <laughs> a lot of people spell the foreword of their book forward, moving forward. You're absolutely right. I can't tell you how many raw manuscripts come into our offices. And I, I will tell you it's more than 50%. And it's forward. And, and, and I, I've said back to the editor, the author, you know, I get it. We're moving forward. But this is the wrong forward. For you. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, this you're bringing we were circling back to a really good point um, because. People are looking for a reason they hate sub publishers or diminish them in some way there. We we only include books in our publication that are top notch. We don't waste our page space dim diminishing a book or critiquing it and, and not recommending it. So 
So all of the books that we feature are books that we can recommend, and that means it has to be edited, the cover has to be well-produced, the interior has, packaging has to be professional. Uh, I just heard a great statistic from a partner that we're getting ready to work with who um, noted that Book Baby did a, a survey or, a, I don't know, of their customers uh, who sold over $5,000 worth of books, and every one of those self-published authors hired an editing service. And, uh, you know, so it feels like sometimes that's an overwhelming expense to tackle prior to publication, but it appears to be working um, in the actual sale of the book uh, and worth the money. And we can tell, you know, within the first few pages uh, if it's been edited well or not. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of different editing services. There's proofreading, there's copy editing, there's developmental editing, and maybe you need all three or maybe you just need proofreading, but... Uh, again, you know, we, we make a selection based on a cursory 10 or 15 minutes spent with the book, but with the reviewer gets it and emails us back and says, Hey, this is not up to your standards. We told them to kill the review and we, you know, pay them a kill fee and, and send them another book. So we have a couple of layers that you have to get through in order to qualify for a review at forward. And if you do get a review at forward, you should really pat yourself on the back because it means that it's made it through a lot of, <laughs> of uh, screenings. Yeah, and you shout it out. If, if you're the lucky recipient of, of a review, you, yeah, you shout it out. You post it. You share it in your website. You, I would, you know, create social media postings, you know, as reviewed in. Uh, there, there's just so much that you could do. And, and in sometimes it may make sense to pull a line from a review and put it on a blurb on your final book cover. So, uh, oh, yes, we, are, we, we have a special ceremony in the office when uh, the, the reviewed books send us or uh, cover a copy of their cover or their jacket cover with our with a quote from forward on it. We feel very special, especially when it's on the front cover. Oh, and that's another reason why you need to think about this early is there's a great opportunity for marketing the book if you can get the review back in, in time uh, for your printing, you know, to add add to the cover of jet, the jacket so, copy. Okay, so they don't need, you don't need the full cover. Um, they, you just need the manuscript to do the review. Is that what I'm hearing? That's, that's correct. And most people have an idea of what the cover is. And of course, they're, you know, if, if it's coming from an established publisher where we know the, the artwork is going to be fine, it's not a big issue. But for self-published authors, sometimes we do want to make sure that the cover, you know, we want to see a rendition of it uh, just so we can make sure it wasn't your granddaughter coloring a picture that you're putting on the cover. Oh, my gosh. Well, and that does happen. All right. We've got about 40 seconds for our next break. But um, here's where I would like to um, jump in. I mean, and just remind everyone, you go to forwardreviews.com. Is that correct? That's Forward, correct. F-O-R-E-W-O-R-D. Right. Click on the magic button on the left side of the home page where it says get your book reviewed and follow the instructions. Follow the instructions. Because they're there for a reason. And, and you also, all of you, when you're submitting reviews, um, each one has a different submission process. So you really need to go to the master website to see what they are.
Bradley's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Discover the power of you and your book at the Judith Bryles Unplugged event. Each summer, Judith Bryles Book Marketing Unplugged unfolds over three intensive days working with just Judith. You get publishing strategies, author and book platforms, book marketing panache and pizzazz, and authoring tools to take you and your book to rock star success. In the fall and winter, Judith Bryles Speaking Unplugged includes Judith as your coach and mentor during two powerful days. You will learn how to structure a speech, how to create openings and closings, how to find gigs that pay you and sell your books, and you will get one-on-one coaching. Go to thebookshepherd.com and click on the Events tab to learn how to participate at the next Unplugged Workshop event. Thompson and Harry Shore started Thompson Shore in 1972. They believed employees with great character would make up the best company. They were right. They hired people who were not only experts in bookmaking, but who were obsessed with quality and delivering exceptional customer service. Almost 40 years later, Thompson Shore remains a 100% employee-owned company. Ned and Harry knew that successful customer projects are a direct result of empowered employees. We specialize in all books for large and small publishers. Creating beautiful and well-made books, we're dedicated to pleasing our customers by making the experience a good one from start to finish. The personal touch we have with our customers allows us to be innovative in solving their most difficult challenges. Our platform also ensures that we can remain flexible to meet our customers' unique needs and expectations. Our marketing kit can create buzz for your title enhancing the promotion of your book during infancy. When you need to test the market to gauge your future sales, we can provide digitally printed books that will transition seamlessly into a larger offset run. From ebook to hard copy to delivery, our skillful customer service teams are at the ready to answer your most pressing question. At Thompson Shore, we know that making the highest quality books requires more than just best technologies. It requires superior customer service, professionalism to the trade, and commitment to environmental and social values. With these standards of excellence in place, you can be sure that we will always help you put your best book forward. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Coming up, you'll hear more about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. talking about the power and the value of Forward Magazine and what it's done for and within the independent publishing market and for we authors in that process. And one of the things I did want to ask you, Victoria, how, how is Forward Reviews different from other sources? Uh, first, and then secondly, that you're, you know, it's a trade publication versus what's a consumer publication? And if you can kind of kiss on both of those. Sure. Um, 
first of all, uh, uh, I already forgot your question, but the consumer and trade differences, yeah. forward is a part of a posse. We don't really compete with each other, but um, Library Journal, Publishers Weekly, School Library Journal, Kirkus, uh, Booklist, these are, we are all publications that serve the library and book trade, the bookseller trade. So the other professional um, buyers in the country look to us to help them uh, find good books that, that are curated. The difference between us and those others is that we exclusively feature independent presses. We do not cover any of the larger houses, so you're not being marginalized by HarperCollins, Random House, Macmillan. You know, we are we are all indie now. Don't get me wrong. The indie press, and you mentioned it earlier, the indie press community is very strong. And one of our bigger challenges is that we have to choose books from everything between self-published authors and Oxford University Press, who are putting out 300 or more titles a year, but are still considered indie, indie presses. Mm -hmm. um, and I didn't, you know, I just, I also feel a little bad about what I said earlier that we're looking for a reason to say no to people. Um, our, our badge of honor is that we still do uh, um, handle and review self-published authors, and we feel so good when we are able to find a great one to um, suggest to our readers. Um, so keep them coming. You know, that's our, especially because so many of them are focusing on the diversity that is not available in, uh, in some other publishing houses. When, when it is, is featured, let's say it's featured, or they, let's, now let me go back to the submission. So if a, a manuscript or a book is submitted, do you contact the author to say that we will be yes, doing we do. You do. And, and what's the time frame um, that that happens? Is it that they know in a couple of weeks after submission or that could that be a couple of months or what? I'm, I'm going to say it's going to, in, it's, you will not hear from us if we're if we're not reviewing your book, you will hear from us within a couple of, within a month mm -hmm. and, and probably as early as two weeks. Now, unfortunately, we're a small entrepreneurial company um, and we don't have the resources that some of our peers who have been around for a hundred years do. And so they have tr online trackers that you, once you submit your book, they, they can scan it, it'll get downloaded into a database and you can sort of watch what happens to your book through their machinations. Unfortunately, ours is basically a Google spreadsheet once we choose it and um, that's how we alert. Uh, usually it's a, it's a marketing person that contacts you to let you know and to make sure that you signed up for your free subscription. Yeah, well, they're perfect. And that um, I, I, I think it's a good read. Your magazine actually, I think, is a good read. So I'm going to recommend it to everyone. Mm -hmm. So could you? Well, and I'm, you know, I'm not a big, uh, re it's hard to, book reviews are hard <laughs> to read. You know, you can, especially, I have a hard time because it's usually after a four or five hour editing process. That I'm, but I always have a list of books I want to buy because our reviewers do such a good job. Um, getting people excited about uh, the title um, with the work that they do. Um, now, the difference between a, 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 a trade magazine and a consumer magazine 
is that we're we're trying to give the, the readers information in advance and a consumer magazine and marketing uh, to that group have like like your local paper or the New York Times, which I'm not suggesting people send their books to the New York Times because it would be a long shot. But, you know, People Magazine or uh, a regional magazine or an association newsletter that has to do with your nonfiction book, those are considered consumer uh, media. And and most, most of your local papers will absolutely pick up a story about you just because you're local, you know, and, 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 and highlight the book, if not you, a profile of you significantly. But that's, you want to make sure that the book is in bookstores. So now that you're getting all this consumer publicity and generating some excitement with readers, the, they go to the bookstore and say, can I need this book right now? Did you read about it here? And they're like, we never even, it's, it's not available. So you want to get it into the trade so that the availability happens, that it's, it's, it's distribution is available. Mm -hmm. And then now I'm going to loop back to why everyone you want to make sure that you at least get your book up on Ingram Spark. And I know it's print on demand, even if you're doing a full blown um, offset printing run, you still want it there. So a bookstore like if you start getting this buzz going that a bookstore can immediately see it in the database and they can order the books in. All right. So that's just so important to be able to have accessibility. So important. Well, like, thank you so much for that little segue into the international market, because um, we take independent publishers titles to trade shows around the world. And one of the common questions that I get from international publishers is how can I get my book into the U.S. market? And I always recommend that they go to Income Spark or a, a similar resources because once your book is listed, it's, there is accessibility for it globally. And, and if people are picking up our magazine in Bologna or Germany or China and they see a copy of your book advertised or reviewed and they plug in the ISBN, they can get it in China or Italy or Germany because you have worked with a, a partner who is providing um, books that way. Well, it, it, now that you're, you, you say, I segued you, I'm going to segue, you're segueing me. Let's talk about China and Bologna and, and, and England and all these other places. Because you do have, sure. you're, you're, you're going to these shows, um, talking about foreign rights and, and, and sure. how, how does forward forward get involved with this? Well, you know, we attend these shows because it it is in keeping with the original mission of the magazine, and that was how can we provide a level playing field for smaller publishers to access the same opportunities larger publishers do, and trade shows happen to be one of those opportunities. Um, selling your foreign rights is the whole one of the big missions for um, attending a trade show. And if you don't have the resources or the staff to uh, to hire a stand and man it yourself, you can send it with a number of collectives, including forwards, to have your book um, face out and uh, available for passersby or people that I meet with to take a look at it. Now, what happens at the shows is it's not at the international shows, at the international right shows, which are different than the domestic trade shows like Library Association and Book Expo America, is that foreign rights agents from around the world gather 
for instance, let's just talk about it, uh, Bologna, which is uh, April 1st through the 4th. It's a children's book fair. So children's book publishers from around the world and six different halls are set up in stands and other publishers and foreign rights agents are meeting with publishers and and basically window shopping, walking from um, one appointment to the other and saying, that is a book I would be interested in publishing in France. Can I buy the rights? to this book and publish it in France. The French publisher who bought the rights will finance everything, including the translation, the packaging, maybe recreate the cover to better suit their market than what you had published in the United States and give you an advance on royalties and uh, you know, down the road send you um, royalty payments. Mm-hmm. So it's a great way for independent presses to not only uh, expand their brand awareness internationally, but also to add some income, you know, found income, some passive, not passive income, but income that they hadn't um, considered before. Mm-hmm. One of the things that you mentioned earlier on the show is the Champagne Rights, uh, World Rights Agency. And I created that little side business because we were getting so much response to the titles at trade shows and I was coming home with the leads from Frankfurt, Germany, from Bologna, from China, and there wasn't any follow-up from the publisher or the self or the author. And that was making me look bad. So I was, you know, showcasing these books. I was creating excitement. People wanted to buy the rights. And then there was radio silence from the other end. So um, I worked with a very um, wonderful woman who mentored me through the process. And now I can assist self-published authors, sell the rights, figure out a contract, you know, make sure that it's a legitimate company. And, um, you know, I just did it because I I wanted to provide another resource for them, but it's not my real job, you know, publishing the magazine is. Um, so I'm, I'm, I don't, I would rather recommend them to another agent, but if they're, if that's, if that's not the case, we just have to make sure that we're taking, we're, sell, we're doing what we showed up to do. Good. All right. So, not a mainline uh, mainline side of you or forward versus a regular agent. Is that correct? Pardon me. I said it's not a it's not one of your. Uh, I guess for a small business we call no. it a profit center. It's not one of your your things that you put a lot of energy in. It's just not a profit center. No, it's not a profit center for us. It is just a was a way for me to provide assistance, but in a legitimate fashion. Uh, you know, sometimes I was also. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. The book shepherding concept is simple. The publishing world is changing, and so must you. You need an experienced shepherd and guide to collaborate with you as you create, strategize, develop, publish, and achieve your publishing goals. Publishing is riddled with obstacles, sometimes nightmares for the author. You do not need more problems. You want solutions. Dr. Judith Riles will shepherd you through the maze and chaos. At times, she has had to step in and rescue a book. 
a book that has been sabotaged by a publisher, by a publishing service provider, and sometimes even by the author. If you want author and book success, connect with her today at thebookshepherd.com. At Total Printing Systems, customer service is our priority. We are located in Southern Illinois. Our employees have an average of 18 years experience and know that customer relationships are important to our continued success. We have been a short-run book printer for nearly 40 years and always stay at the forefront of technology. Our niche is from 1 to 5,000 copies. Today, we offer digital black and white and four-color high-speed inkjet printing, a cost-effective way to introduce color into your short-run titles. We, of course, offer traditional offset printing as well. Bindery is done in-house, from adhesive case binding to PUR perfect binding to mechanical binding of all types, including side sewing. We provide warehousing, kitting, distribution, inventory management, a new print-on-demand facility, streaming browser-based ebooks, and bookstore. Call us at 1-800-465-5200 for a quote on your next book project. You can also visit our website at www.tps1.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Well, in our final segment, we credit for Victoria and Ford magazines to really talk about their, their awards that they do. And what I love about them um, is being part of their branding. And what she has shared with you is how important the library system is and how they really, they're one of their partners um, and they work with, and they announce their big awards at, at the annual library meeting. At least that's what happened when I won one. Is that, is it still true, Victoria? Actually, we are announcing it at about the time of the American Library Association, okay. but it's, people are preferring that we do it online. So we're doing it a couple of days ahead of time so that they can market the books at the American Library Association. Uh-huh. But you're absolutely sense. right in that librarians are looking for that award, that sticker, that seal, that award-winning um, con, you know, uh, um, award-winning status uh, when they're looking for books. And it's also especially true for foreign rights and the Chinese. Mm-hmm. They want to know that mm-hmm. it's been uh, it's been approved uh, by an awards program. But it's hard, you know. There's a there's a lot of awards out there for authors and and publishers. So you you are you're right to be recommending that they're careful in who they choose to submit their books to. I mean, we're a national publication with an international presence. And so we spend a lot more time uh, marketing the finalists and the winners after they're announced than you might get from other publications. We have about 52 categories that have three winners in each and maybe uh, four or 500 finalists. And other publications or other entities may not be as uh, um uh, stingy with their awards. I mean, it seems like some of them I'm seeing everybody who enters gets an award and, and that 
that can send the wrong message to potential buyers too. So just, you know, heads up to, to do your diligence. You know, we, we enter awards all the time ourselves for the magazine business because we know how important it is for our end uh, reader to know that we've been curated by our, um, our peers. Uh, so I can't recommend it enough, but I, you know, I don't want to be sitting here selling forward the whole, <laughs> or it's, it's enough. There's a lot of, of award programs out there and you should, you should, uh, we're already taking submissions for 2019 books being published. And, and there are some other entities still taking submissions for 2018. So you should, you can do a Google search for that, I think, and, and try to get your 2018 published books, um, into a competition. And what Rebecca is, Rebecca, what um, Victoria is referring to is she's talking about your copyright publishing date, correct? When you're talking about 218 and Yes, I am. Right. Yes. My apologies. Yeah. No, that's okay. Because, you know, one of the challenges is that people don't, it's been my experience working with authors, is that they don't even start thinking about awards until after the book is out. If they have a late published in the year book, um, and my recommendation for everyone is you don't put the current year copyright. You go forward a year so you don't get caught out. But you may actually miss, in my example here, you can miss the cutoff deadline. Um, it's like with, right. with forward, you're on 219. You're, you're into, um, you know, for the coming year, it's got to be for your submissions. Well, maybe review it, Victoria. 218 was last year. So the books that are well, we we take submissions through January fifteenth for the year prior. So as of as of February one, our our online submission process. I'm sorry, as of February first, we are now accepting submissions for books published in 2019. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and then that will the last day for submissions is January fifteenth, 2020, for 2019 books. So once you get your book published, we need finished copies for that. You don't have, you can register your book, but you don't have to send it in until January 15th. And with our awards program, the early bird gets the worm. We have $79 entry fees until June 30th, I believe. And then $89 entry fees until September 30th and then $99 fee. So if you, if you have your, if you know you're going to publish a book and you want to enter it into our program, you get reduced prices if you do it early. So, so get going in. Those you know, $99 doesn't seem like very, I mean, we, we, we get a lot of flack from some people like you make so much money off this awards program. Well, my goodness, we, you can't even imagine the time that goes into a process like an awards program and uh, including the judging, the prejudging, the tens of thousands of dollars of shipping to our judges, the um, programming and the website, blah, blah, blah. So it it seems like a nominal amount of money to get uh, the, you know, to have a chance to even be looked at by uh, our staff and let alone get a, get an award for it. Mm -hmm. I, I think that that's one of the dilemmas that a lot of writers have that become authors is that because they have been working so long without getting paid, um, before they are able to sell a product, their book, that mm-hmm. just don't think of those costs. I, for me, uh, submitting for book reviews is part of marketing. For submitting to, for book award programs is part of marketing. And you need to do your homework. Um, Victoria and I were talking, you know, off camera. I know that I do a couple of blogs a year where I identify several 
um, uh, entities, Forward is always on it, who I think are worthwhile your marketing dollars um, and to go to. And you just you just have to figure them out uh, and do your homework and Thank your you. research for this. So it's it's just it's just really imperative. I think that they're good to have. I'm not someone, Victoria, that puts stickers all over everything because I feel, geez, I've spent so much time designing this cover. I don't want to cover it up with a bunch of stickers. <laughs> but because I've had some books that have won, you know, eight, nine awards. If that's just mm-hmm. not. But you can use those in your cell sheets and things. You know, yes, that you information can. is important on your cell sheet. Yes, you can. So, I mean, that's, that, that is important. And, you know, you've brought up cell sheets several times. Maybe you might want to say in these last couple of minutes, a couple of the key elements that go on a sell sheet that would go for you for submission or that would go out to other people for consideration. You want to kiss on that a bit? Sure. Yep. Um, we, we always encourage uh, people to put a little bit of extra effort into the design of these because it is the, it is the thing that we spend the most time with when you're, uh, when you submit your book. So, at the very top, you know, if you have a, a cover image on the side of it, the metadata, including the title, subtitle, pages, price, pub date, ISBN number, um, author, or illustrator, in case I didn't mention that, then a, a, a brief summary of the book and why it's an important book that we should be paying special attention to, whether it be something related to current events or or uh, a, a topic that is um, worth noting. And then there should be a blurb, especially for nonfiction books, about the um, author, what their credentials are. Or they have some experience in particular things, if they have a PhD or they're a psychologist or whatever. Not so interested in your cats and uh, how many children you have, although that's a nice, um, uh, you know, it just, that's one more thing that might show uh, that you're, you know, don't spend so much time on your personal stuff if you can and more on the on the professional parts of the book. Yeah, I always say, yeah, I always say don't tell us about your cat Fluffy unless Fluffy is the key part in the book. So, <laughs> right. Please, please take me away so I can handle mm-hmm. it. All right. So um, let's do just kind of a quick, let's kind of do this a sandwich thing, beginning, middle, end. On a wrap-up, what have you seen that's evolved over the last 20 years? Mm, you know, the uh, independent presses and self-published authors were not really given uh, any any platform at all which to speak in the industry, and now they're very... Uh, they, they're very powerful, and um, so I'm really proud of everything that uh, the independent publishing community has done, organizing, creating platforms for themselves, and speaking out. Um, uh, you know, there was uh, you mentioned earlier how many books are being published. I think it's over a million books a year now, so um, we've seen that professional standards improve in editing and packaging and in uh, independent presses, and that's really key to uh, future success as well. Uh, and I think that, that will only continue. And of course, I, I hear actually numbers go up as high, Victoria, as two million a year. Um, when you add in everybody and a lot of the stuff that they do, it doesn't mean they have ISBNs, as you know. Okay. Yeah, but yeah. but it's a huge, a huge part. One of the, the factors I asked Mike Larson, 
of, you know, he had he had a big agency and he started the San Francisco Writer, Writers Conference. And I asked him, how many books are the traditional publishers picking up a year? And he says, not more than 10,000. When you start figuring out that they're, if they're, the, the big boys are really 10,000 is not that many, only buying 10,000 books a year. And he said that the average advance is coming down into the low four figures, low four figures that uh, the beauty of the independent market will show you if you do your homework and show up and attend these conferences like Victoria and I are talking about is that you learn about marketing. You learn about positioning. You learn about branding. You learn about selling. You learn about why you need to get your books reviewed by legitimate resources like Forward, that it all comes part of the package and you can exceed what New York does. Because when you look at these odds, if, if whether it's a million books being published or three million books being published, you're at a tiny, minute fraction of being picked up. And you better have plan B. And that would be doing it yourself in some version. But that's my two bits, Victoria. Well, I'm, I'm, all, I'm behind you. I think that there's lots of opportunity for self-published authors and they should take advantage of it. Yeah, but, but what's important is they don't want their books to look self-published. That's the, that's the deal. That's correct. <laughs> and, and I think if, if I was going to think of the 20 years, um, and I, you know, I opened up my own publishing house 19 years ago, Mile High Press, the difference in what we could produce back then and what we can do today is so dramatically different. It's fabulous. It is fabulous. Mm-hmm. All right. So thank you, Victoria, for being with us. Everyone, make sure you go to forwardreviews.com. Subscribe to the magazine and take advantage of what Victoria and her amazing team can do for you. part of your guide to book publishing everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host dr judith briles each 